Welcome back to the regular exclusive podcast with Jace and Renee. And Renee, the big news right now, you heard about this Harry Potter show? Yes. That Max is coming out with? Ugh. I hate all of these <laughs> things that you're saying, but yes. <laughs> you hate Max instead of HBO I hate Max. Max. <laughs> yeah, just call it HBO. There's no, who cares about Max? I could give a fuck. I don't even know who that is. It's also so basic. HBO, it's like, that goes back. Everyone knows it's. It's not just television. It's HBO. Like, it's better. It's premium. Why would you get rid of that? I don't know. Now it's just Max. <sighs> Jace, you're just starting me on a dark path. I'm <laughs> going gonna, gonna to get very angry. But yes, I've heard of this godforsaken fucking reboot series of Harry Potter that nobody in the fucking world ever thought about or ever asked for. It is weird that they're rebooting the movies when it's been a little over 10 years since the last one ended like and with jk rowling standing in society not being the greatest obviously for good reasons it's a it's a bold bold move I, the it, fact it, that she's like a a huge part of the series is like a really not good look i'm like are you guys insane <laughs> it's it's pretty weird and like you know based off like the success of some other stuff i mean not the the fantastic beasts but like the the Hogwarts legacy game like that was a huge hit it's like why wouldn't they just tell another story like why are they retelling this same story that is universally beloved like they have theme parks that are modeled after all this so like how how are they going to make this series stand out it be different than what's already out there by dragging the fucking story out by even longer than it already is. They said that this way they can really add in everything that they cut out of the books. You know what? I don't care. I don't think anyone <laughs> cares. Nobody needs to. Is there Harry Potter fans that are really upset with the fucking movies? I really have never heard that. My biggest thing that I always thought was like a weird difference was that Danny Radcliffe had blue eyes, but he was supposed to have green eyes. And if that is the reason we're doing this show... <laughs> I really the, think that's the entire reason. <laughs> I mean, it could be for all I know. I don't know anybody who hates those movies. They're great, but let's move on. Do we need any more? Let's have a new story in Harry Potter. I'm all for it. Do what the Game of Thrones people are doing. Yeah. You know, they well, they kind of have to. Those movies didn't <laughs> like, you know, Harry Potter didn't leave you with a bad taste in your mouth. So they're yeah. they're they're gonna start doing that though with this series. It's gonna end that way. Where we're gonna be like, ew, Harry Potter. Remember how good that used to be? <laughs> it's gonna be like a faint little memory i'm very scared yeah it's a it's a very strange choice and the fact that they're like already committing they're like this is the next 10 years is this and it's like what if it just totally sucks i mean we could all just Year not watch one. it yeah let's like, just nobody pay nobody tune in <laughs> are they gonna do like a dark universe thing where like after the first attempt they just bail <laughs> i hope so god and this is the same fucking people it's like it's max is the same company as warner brothers so they're just not learning their lessons is what they're doing <laughs> they are just making the same fucking mistakes over and over again i just feel like all the things that they're i mean when they put this idea together and they were like oh this is gonna be great like what the fuck did they expect people to respond with? Were they expecting people to be like, oh my God, I can't wait. Like everyone, I didn't see one person say, 
that's cool. That's what we needed, you know? No, make something new. Fucking cowards. <laughs> Just falling back on the shit that worked. Ugh. Yeah, it, is, it does seem like a cash grab, but of course it is. That's all it is. They're remaking Lord of the Rings too, unless they actually like do a different story and don't remake it. I will be if they try to remake the movies, they're just fucking stupid. Wait, wait, wait. Are they they're gonna redo Lord of the Rings? Well, they're like doing a new series of movies based on the Lord of the Rings. So I don't know if they're like remaking the movies. I would think they're smarter than that. But since they are remaking Harry Potter, I don't put it past them. Is this an Amazon thing? No, no, no. Amazon has the rights to like the appendices or some shit. So oh, okay. like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is owned by Warner Brothers. And they said they're doing another set of films. They're talking to Peter Jackson. I don't think it's going to be remakes. It could be. I'm hoping it'd be new stuff. But it's the same studio as fucking that's doing this Harry Potter shit. So I don't know. I'm worried. I, I don't know if Peter Jackson's health could handle another set of Oh, he's like he lost lost a bunch of weight after Lord of the Rings. Haven't you seen him like since? Yeah, but he like almost died doing The Hobbit. Like his health was terrible <laughs> during The Hobbit. Well, that was another like. I mean, also, I that was another like. He can't do this again. I think he's just going to be producing and uh, He's okay. not like shepherding these things. Oh, okay, okay. They're just <laughs> consulting story with him. I'm sure. Okay. Okay, just want to if make he sure. comes back to direct, then yeah, he will die making the first one. <laughs> um, I mean, they could bring on Guillermo del Toro because he was originally going to do The Hobbit, and I would fucking love to see that. But he's making his own Frankenstein movie, so I'm fine to let him be happy doing that and stay yeah. the far as way from Max and whatever the fuck they're doing here. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, well let, let's take a, let's take a breath. Calm down, and let's get into something good. Let's talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent. I'm in position. I think that's the actor Nick Cage. Nick Cage? I love you. Have you seen Croods 2? I'm 44 years old. Why the fuck would I see Croods 2? I've seen Face Off and Con Air. I'm kicking the dog. What do you guys want? We're with Central Intelligence. Do you know who you're spending time with? One of the most ruthless men on the face of this planet. I need you to help the U.S. government. All right, we're talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent. And the entire reason that we decided that we want to talk about this movie is because it's it's not a new movie. It's from, from last year. It actually came out a year ago today that we're recording this. I wanted to mention. <laughs> thought that that's, was funny. That, that's fate right that's there. Spooky. <laughs> I'm here for it. But... The reason that we're talking about this movie is because it came out last year. It had a budget of about $30 million and no one saw this movie, but it did less worldwide than its actual budget. So it was a total bomb, but there has been a meme that has been going around of a scene from this movie. You, I, I'm almost certain that you've anyone listening to this has probably seen this meme in the last couple months. And it's Nicolas Cage driving in a car and he has a weird look on his face. And then he turns and looks and then it just shows Pedro Pascal with the biggest smile in the world. And people then just apply these different scenarios to it. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen that meme and they have no clue where it's from. Like I've talked with people that are like, <laughs> What 
is this? What movie is this even from? Like, no one has seen this movie, and it's a great fucking movie. I think people finally are starting to see it though because of maybe the meme has made it more popular. But like on like streaming sites where you can like rent it, it's like on Apple and I think on Prime, it's like one of the top movies that's been uh, rented. And then same with like on Stars, it says it's the number one movie that's streaming on there right now. So I'm happy that people are finally seeing it because like this is just a great fucking fun time movie. I was in on it from the trailer when that first dropped. I was like, this is such a bold move for Nicolas Cage. Like, I don't know. I actually wanted to ask you, do you think any other actor could pull off making a movie like this about their own life and their own performances and like making so much fun of themselves while not looking like oh i'm just like you know all about like they're just trying to it's like he didn't write it either so that maybe helps but yeah who else could pull this off without coming out like ooh, that wasn't so great that's kind of cringy <laughs> i think i think nicholas cage he is i don't think there's any other competition but he's the most like self-aware actor that is in on the joke and it totally knows that he is the joke and he's okay with it yeah because he knows that he's not really like this this is more like making fun of like the public perception of him yeah as and like that whole thing which is kind of developed because of his movie roles and like his personal life sometimes and just like random little facts that are just like so he's just weird and i kind of love that about him but i think for a long time he just got a bad reputation as like not a good actor but I think he I used to give him shit about that, too, and think, oh, he's not that good. But like, he's really great. I think he really is. And this movie is fun because like he does that monologue at the beginning when he's auditioning for David Gordon Green. And then he gets to do it again at the end. And he like (laughs) nails it the second time. Like the first time, it's like you can tell he's acting and he's trying too hard. And then when he just nails it at the end of the movie, it's so good. And it's just like you get to see a lot of that from him. He really shines in this movie. Yeah, he's great. And yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think uh, anyone else could pull this off. Nobody could. Like, if we are going to do a parallel with another movie last year, uh, we had The Fablemans, which was essentially the Steven Spielberg story. Like, I don't, I don't know if you could incorporate any sort of like parodying humor about <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Like, I don't know if you if he would do that. <laughs> like, yeah. to himself. Like, that's a very no. serious movie. There's a lot of stuff that's like really making fun of Nicolas Cage that like I'm sure back in the day he probably wouldn't like this is the perfect time for him to do it, right? Yeah. He's like come to terms with everything and like, you know, it was it was a fun way to like it's like it's it's all in good fun, basically yeah. basically. Nothing's like it's like not too much. It's not like when Michael Scott's like too far, like he realizes <laughs> he went way too far, like making fun of himself. It's like it's fun if it's okay if you poke fun at yourself, but not like way too bad this movie just really does it just the perfect amount and i think it's just it's a great i'm i don't think anyone else can pull it off like he does he's just incredible and uh i was gonna say just fun fact about the david gordon green thing originally that was gonna be tarantino i don't know if you knew that (laughs) that's funny i i think it would have been a lot better if it was tarantino i think he would have been brought a little bit more to the to the part and it just i would have loved that a bit more but i guess Nick Cage requested David Gordon Green. So he's the star of the movie. Like you kind of got to do what he says now. (laughs) This whole movie just 
makes me think about um, hit the SNL skit, the in the cage with Nicolas Cage. Maybe that's where inter- it started. <laughs> and it was like that that scene. I was like, this guy is totally okay with being the joke. He's meta like that. This movie is like he's being the joke, and it's it's just great. I actually read too that um, originally he was like diehard to play the role of Javi. <laughs> and have somebody else play Nicolas Cage? Andy Samberg. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> because he was like, I just felt like, I think he said that Javi was like the better written role. He felt like, and also he said that he thought it might be even more meta if he played his ultimate like biggest fan. And I was like, that, like, what would that movie have been like? That uh, would have been really fucking weird. Yeah, that. <laughs> I don't think that, that would have been I don't know too if that would have worked. Yeah, <laughs> like, It wouldn't have. And like, Especially if you had Andy Samberg, it would have been too hilarious. It would just all have been a joke. But I and in the same part of the trivia, it said that he only relented relented on this when Pedro Pascal was finally cast because originally Dan Stevens had been cast, and I would have hated that. Wait, 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 Dan Stevens. He played the Beast in the new fucking Beauty and the Beast. Oh, he was also in that music Netflix movie with like Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell. It was pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's in Legion. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great actor, but like, I just think you can't beat Pedro Pascal, man. He's perfect. He's so good in this. So <laughs> I, I am glad that Nick Cage at least was able to accept that that he's the perfect hobby. It's just too much. You and them, those two together, uh, it just works. Well, we'll 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 get to Pedro Pascal, but I wanted to ask you since you know this is this is the Nicolas Cage movie. What what has been your relationship with Nicolas Cage movies like throughout your life growing up? I'm glad you added movies onto that. That's <laughs> different than my relationship with just plain Nicolas Cage. Uh, we've known each other for years, but I ca- you call him Nick. Yeah, no, I don't. I call him Cage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I guess I've watched his movies for a very long time. Like I've seen a lot of his movies since I was a kid. I think like for a long time. I, my favorite movie of his was uh, National Treasure. And I still, oh, I yeah. went back and watched that and like, it still kind of rips. It's, it's great. hilarious. And it's also like, he's just, he plays it really well. It's good. It's like, it's just one of a fun movie. The sequel's not bad, but um, I think overall though, like I, I, I also used to be like everyone and think he wasn't that great and he was just too much at all times or he would just, you know, he could never toot turn it down or like be subtle basically mm-hmm. i've never seen face off but i think that like seeing a lot yes. of the other stuff i was like i can imagine you know how he is in that movie mm-hmm. and i'm sure that would have only added to it but i think when i saw his more recent stuff is when i was like you know what this fucker can act man i have yet to see pig but like just seeing even willie's wonderland where he's like silent <laughs> like yeah. the entire movie but he's like really good and then I think my new my favorite now is Mandy because that movie really cemented to me that he could do something different. That movie doing something different as a whole for that movie is an understatement. That movie is doing a lot different. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. That like once I saw that movie, I was like, okay, so he can do a lot of different things. Like I was just I was very impressed. I thought he was really good. And I think he's just, you know. He he's really talented. He always fucking gives a hundred and seventy percent. You know, I'll <laughs> yeah. say that about him. But I guess yeah, I've I've come to respect him more, like uh, the rest of the world. So, but I've always enjoyed him. What what about you though? 
Uh, Nicholas Cage is um is a key memory for my childhood growing up. Like my dad loves Nicholas Cage, I'm and not so <laughs> growing up, like I probably have watched Con Air. I have not seen that. Over, the hair over seven hundred times. Like <laughs> the hair, I can't get over it. Put the bunny in the box like <laughs> i have seen it way too many times <laughs> and so like the opening of this movie with the con air scene like i was that girl and it's just like nicholas fucking cage <laughs> amazing and, like, what a great thing for her like granted she's kidnapped for most of the movie but like to be like watching a nick cage movie and then as soon as you get rescued you're rescued by fucking nicholas cage <laughs> that would be quite like a whoa what the fuck i'd be like oh i must have died when i was kidnapped <laughs> uh, <laughs> this can't be happening but yeah like i watched con air a lot face off snake eyes i mean the big one is gone in 60 seconds like mm -hmm. that is that that's a lot of people's favorite the funny thing though funny story about nicholas cage and my dad of all the nicholas cage movies my dad's favorite nicholas cage movies her movie is City of Angels. Really? Like he's obsessed with it. And none of us understand. That's pretty funny. If you don't know what City of Angels is, it's Nicolas Cage and he's an angel and he falls in love with Meg Ryan. And he falls in love as an angel and does some really creepy things like watches her take a bath because he's invisible when he wants to be invisible. Ew. Uh, but then eventually he's like, I have to become a person. I have to become alive so that I can love this woman. And the way that he does it is surprising. We're not really sure how it works, but uh, he does it. And then, you know, there's a alleged love story involved there. It's a weird movie. My dad yeah. loves it, though. Interesting. <laughs> Not what I would have expected, but sounds, I mean, wow. I guess I'll have to watch it and then really, really know how I feel. Please don't watch <laughs> it. I think you'll be really mad at me after. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like it's for me, honestly. <laughs> I love you, Dad, but that is a weird movie. <laughs> that is a weird movie. I mean, Nicolas Cage, this is like his 106th fucking movie or whatever yeah. that he's been in. He's been in fucking him and Sam Jackson. They are holding some weird personal <laughs> contest, I swear to God. To oh. be in the most amount of things. And that I just, I mean, I know they got to pay their bills, but it's like those two guys, right? They're in fucking so much. They they are. They're, they're fighting for that top spot. And I, I don't even, I can't, I can't even think if they've done a movie together. They have to have done a movie together at some point. <laughs> if they haven't, they'll do it when they're like, at some point, they'll eventually do it if they keep doing all of these fucking movies. Eventually there's going to be a crossover. One of the things that, blows me away about this movie is that the writer and director uh tom gormican gormican something this is his second movie what else has he done he's only done one other movie that i've never seen called uh that awkward moment back from 2014 i think i've heard of it but never seen it now maybe i should watch it yeah, I mean, I might, because, like, I'm blown away that for, like, this guy's second movie, I mean, first blown away that Nicolas Cage was like, yeah, we've never worked together before. I'll trust you with this 
you know, look at who I am. That's he said no like a bunch of times. If like before he said yes, like at least five times, I think. <laughs> he was like, I don't think this is gonna be a thing. Like he can't. He wasn't gonna do it. But I love that he did it. I think it was perfect. It it really was, and just like, yeah, I'm just blown away. It's like this is this guy's second movie, and like he had this huge task to pull off Mm -hmm. and he totally pulled it off i mean not based off the box office but like he crushed everything in this movie from i mean the first off like the i love the first 15 minutes and how it establishes nick cage as just this totally just desperate aged actor even how he like talks to himself and like it's just like the young rock star nicholas cage yeah nicky I'm happy. I'm healthy when I'm working. I'm an actor. No, you're a fucking movie star. And don't you ever forget that. Yeah, I don't need this. I don't need this. Get out of my car. Nikki, get out of my car. I don't need this. Like, the first 15 minutes establishes perfectly, like, who who Nicolas Cage is. So even if you've never seen a Nicolas Cage movie, like, you can get the idea. He's a, He was a former star, and now he's, he's older. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to have his next big hit and they even poke the joke at like you've done so many movies <laughs> like, like let the audience miss you and he's like oh sorry i like to work like it's my job like in any other job it'd be yeah. great if i was there too much doing too you know they would love it if i worked all the time but now it's like no let them miss you he's just it's very funny the way that he's like he's just very much like a pretentious actor is so concerned with everything in his own life and I love the whole thing with him and Neil Patrick Harris. And like, I, I read too in the trivia that Nicolas Cage wore like body makeup in this movie to cover um, his tattoos. And mm-hmm. that I guess uh, Neil Patrick Harris was like asked him one day. Cause like they were in that scene where they're doing the like massage thing with the tree branches. And he was asked him why he doesn't have uh, the same tattoos as like the real Nicolas Cage does. Like <laughs> why there's the, the difference. Yeah. And he said that the character doesn't have as many, didn't have as many wives as him. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a fucking Nick Cage answer, man. This is why we love him. And Neil Patrick Harris is amazing in that scene. Like when they slap him, he's like, oh, fuck, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So good. It's it's a great way of setting it up. I also love um, the actress who plays his Mm ex-wife. Game night. Loved her in game night. Game night. That accent of hers is pretty, pretty adorable. Um, also, I don't know if you know this, but the actress who plays Nick Cage's daughter, do you know who her parents are in real life? No. She has famous parents. Oh, is she Charlie Sheen's? No. Michael oh. Sheen and Kate Beckinsale are her parents. Oh, wow. She looks a lot like Kate Beckinsale. Oh, that is that is some parents right there. Yeah, so she does technically. I mean, I don't know though. Maybe maybe it, this is how it goes for fucking kids with famous parents because they're still fucking parents. But like nepo babies, you'd think that like I mean, if Nick Cage is my dad, I don't think I'd be that embarrassed if he was doing this at a party. I think like people already know who Nicolas Cage is. I think like these people all are gonna have a great story now. Good. You're like people would think it would be funny. They would be like, that's cool. It's Nicolas Cage. I guess I'd just be starstruck. I don't know. If my dad was famous, I would still be embarrassed that City of Angels is his favorite movie. Yeah. (laughs) You're blasting him on a podcast. So I guess you're right. I guess no matter what, your fucking parents always are embarrassing is the thing. It's part of their job. That's why we love them. Yeah. (laughs) 
But then I I feel like this movie is like it's a great setup, but once he like interacts with Javi is just perfection for me. Mr. Cage. Yeah, I'm... excuse me, real quick. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Yeah, Javi. Is Javi going to want me to, uh, you know? I'm not sure I understand. Look, if Javi wants me to suck his dick or fuck his wife or watch me watch him fuck his wife, that's a no-go. You understand? It's no bueno. I think so. Okay, and if Javi... I am Javi. It's the best. And, like, we, we, t- we, we talked about this on our I Love You Man podcast. This is a beautiful bromance movie. The best since I Love You Man, I think. <laughs> Like these guys just they feel like they're best friends in real life. Yeah, and they're they're both like super weird and like awkward at first and like that whole scene of them going to the cliffs and like you can't stop acting. You have a gift. <laughs> He's like, you bring a light to all of mankind. And Nicholas Cage like mankind, really? <laughs> and then I just love when he finally is like on board with it and he turns around and it's like he's Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Like he's in role, he's in character and I love it. He's like, "All right." I'm like, "Oh, this is so good." But it, yeah, they do these weird things like where it just feels like real best friends. Like you do weird yeah. shit like that when you just like get somebody like when they trade shoes. I'm like, "That's just an adorable thing that you do with your friend." Yeah. Right? I love that part. It's just the littlest things that like you just buy into their friendship. That like the whole movie, you have this question of like, can Nick Cage really trust Javi or did he really yeah. kidnap that girl? Like, and I just feel like because of their relationship, I didn't suspect him. I knew I was like, there's no way he can't be bad. That was one of my favorite things about the movie is, is yeah, like you, there's a part of you that's like, this can't, he can't be this awful human being. But then like the way that they play with, with him changing his, his tone and like his approach, I was like, on a dime he switches from like this weird super fan to, to being his guy in narcos yep and just like a drug lord you're like oh wait i might believe it <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that's the thing like when he would do that i got really nervous but i was like there's no way like i couldn't fully get there i was like i mean he's good like he's an amazing actor i'll believe anything pedro Pascal throws at me but like you can't tell me that bromance wasn't real. <laughs> I think it, I I can I could feel it. <laughs> I was I, I was fighting it the whole movie until I think the shotgun scene, and I, then I was like, oh, he might, he actually might be like, <laughs> don't yeah. lie to me. <laughs> so good, I love that because you're like, oh shit, but then it's like, oh, it's just because his fucking daughter. Because I love it because you're like, he would maybe catch on to the fact that like the CIA or whatever is like telling him to pitch that stupid idea in a script, a kidnapping to see how he responds. But I love that he like, it's all turned into like something emotional. Like yeah. what's, what's plaguing you. It's just perfect. I love, I'm obsessed with Javi and like how he really Pedro Pascal captures like what it is to be like a huge fan of like someone and just want to be like, like I was going to ask you, who would this be for you? If you're Javi, like who would this be that like, you want to hang out with because like you actually like i mean this is everyone's dream that you'd be best friends and like actually if you hung out but like who would that be for you i think um i think for me it'd be jim carrey i think so too that makes sense like i i've just i've grown up watching all the jim carrey movies even the bad ones and i just love him so much like yeah. yeah, if I was if I was a billionaire and I could invite, if I could pay a million dollars to have a celebrity come to my birthday party, it would probably be Jim Carrey. 
that totally tracks for you honestly i feel like i mean he would be a lot in real life like i would maybe want to hang out with him for like 20 minutes but i don't think i can handle that for like you know a, what a week or however long he's here with him yeah <laughs> and that's like but that's what's great about this is it's like every fan's dream to be able to spend time with this person and for them to be like i actually really enjoy hanging out with you too like it's just it's a weird fantasy but it's like it feels like you're getting a little bit of that when you're watching this movie yeah totally i don't know who would that be person be for you oh god there's a lot um probably johnny depp honestly and i just (laughs) i just pester him with questions about pirates of the caribbean and all of his movies really and but i feel like i i don't know maybe we could just get high and maybe hang out but Tell me everything about Secret Window. I need to know. I love Secret Window. It's one of my guilty pleasure movies. But I think also I this could be interchangeable, but I would say any of the actors who played Hobbits from Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit slash any of those, any of those guys, I would fucking, I feel like we could party and hang out. And like, I don't know. I just feel like I get along with the Hobbits. Yeah, I think you'd get along with them too. You, you, you're both short. Just yeah, have, we got a lot have to a talk good old about. time. Yeah, at least we have that to fall back on. I mean, of all the <laughs> hobbits, it's, you definitely want to hang out with Merry and Pippin because they know how to party. That's what I'm saying. But like Elijah Wood, he might seem all innocent, but I bet that dude Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, now I can bother him about Yellow Jackets. So there you go. It all it's all connected, Jace. but like this is like really just it's a great fun movie in the way that like this is just it's they bond so much over like these weird little things that it's just so much fun to watch it's a joy it's a really just it's a feel-good movie (laughs) it is oh but um all right so there's there's a a couple there's a couple like scenes or sequences in this movie that are really just like some of the best stuff the first one though has to be the what's your three favorite movies (laughs) top three movies of all time which like i love the each movie that he says face off face off (laughs) face off is the first one (laughs) face off it's incredible i love that he's like it's like the cabinet of dr caligari which is hilarious because that's like Nicolas Cage's but it's also like this weird ass fucking silent movie <laughs> and it just seems like something also that my dad would love like I just feel like oh god and it's so perfect but then there's all the drama and build up to the final one and that's what I love about it. he's like just tell me just what is it and he's like Paddington 2 <laughs> and he's like what <laughs> like I would have expected probably every answer in the world before he dropped Paddington 2 <laughs> off. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's a beautiful film. It made me want to be a better man. <laughs> I cried the whole movie and it made me want to be a better man. Paddington 2. What? Cabinet Dr. Caligari, Paddington 2. Connect those dots. I mean, I don't want to be a snob, but I cried through the entire thing and made me want to be a better man. Bullshit, mom. <laughs> Heading in two is incredible. I fucking told you. <laughs> it's so good. It also captures just like the friendship thing of like showing each other movies, which is why we started this podcast. Honestly, yeah, yeah. it's got major vibes that way. <laughs> it's so fucking uh, funny. So, on the spot, what's your top three? favorite movies and favorite Nicolas Cage movie. 
Oh boy. Okay. Well, <laughs> my favorite Nicolas Cage movie is probably Mandy. I think oh, it's just bold, a lot of choice. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. It's probably the best movie he's ever done. It's like this one's a lot of fun too. I, this one would almost be my favorite ultimate. It's like yeah. all of the Nicolas Cage movies in one. Yeah. But I think I'm going to go with Mandy. What's your favorite Nicolas Cage? This is definitely up there. Um, but you know, as, as many times as I've seen Con Air, I think I got to go National Treasure. Both of them. I think they're just a good time. I could rewatch that anytime. It's like Ocean's Eleven with U.S. history. It's it's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm really bummed we don't have 10 more of those movies. And I wish that every movie he had to steal the Declaration of Independence again. <laughs> and it was like that was the thing that was constant every time. A different reason. They keep bumping up the security and he keeps having to break it. He's like, all right, guys, we're at it again. By the I mean, they fucking made fast. How many Fast and the Furious movies? They're now on the 11th. Thank you. There could be 10 <laughs> fucking National Treasure movies with Nicolas Cage. He could have been using that in this little period that he wasn't working. So anyways, I agree with you. If it wasn't Mandy, I just think Mandy's like, oh, like it was like nothing I've ever seen before. I just it was an experience. So I, I would agree. It is like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. But uh, but I will agree with you very much on the, the National Treasure <laughs> front. But uh but okay, top three favorite movies of all time. And I promise I wasn't thinking about it while I asked you about the Nicolas Cage thing. Sure. Uh, without thinking, I'm going to go Jaws, Nope. And then if you'll allow, I'll put the Lord of the Rings trilogy. If I have to pick one, let me know. But I mean, I'll allow it, but I'm curious if you had to Fellowship. pick. Fellowship. Fellowship oh. is my favorite, always. I don't oh. know why. That's always a fun question to ask because everyone has a different reason for like you can learn a lot about somebody i think everyone agrees that return is probably like the quote-unquote best but not necessarily your favorite a lot of people think the best is and the and their favorite is two towers my favorite is two towers yeah a lot of guys every guy that i fucking <laughs> know loves two towers you know why because it's helms deep for like an hour yeah we love hour and a half long war scenes it's awesome <laughs> it's incredible i get it it's it's totally up there but for me I am all about the scenes with the hobbits and in Hobbiton. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite Hobbit movie is the first one. I just like that place. That Those are my favorites. You love everything before it's tainted by the darkness. Yeah, <laughs> just... before it gets too fucked up, you know? I mean, like, I will say in Fellowship, it's a bummer because it ends with, like, Gandalf dying, Boromir dying. So that's kind of a bummer. But, oh, that first movie, <laughs> it's just magical. So those are my three like, those right. are my final answers. My three favorites. I mean, one of I my, the a movie that's been on this list forever is Four Brothers. It's a weird oh one. Oh my god! I know. Yes, I remember that you. I love, love that. it so much. <laughs> Four Brothers. It's such a weird movie to have on your list. I love it. I, I totally acknowledge it's a weird one, but I love that movie so much. Four Brothers, um, and then I would go. Uh, probably dumb and dumber it just for favorites and just rewatch that yeah and if so we're not good. if we're not doing any genres third one similar to you a recent one uh, i'm actually going everything everywhere all at once you Ooh, didn't know yeah i did that damn that was a good list okay yeah. if it makes you feel better secret windows like my number four so like <laughs> i've got that like guilty pick up there i would say well i guess actually pirates is probably number four what am i thinking <laughs> you know 
We have to watch Paddington too and see if it if it gets. In <laughs> Do we have there. to see Paddington one before you can see Paddington two? I I imagine it doesn't matter because I'm assuming from Nick Cage's reaction that he's never seen Paddington one either. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything about Paddington one except it is on Netflix. So maybe I'll just bust out both of them and let you know. I just remember that guy on Twitter for like a long period of time was like posting every day like I'm gonna photoshop Paddington into a movie every day until I forget <laughs> and it was like he did a billion of them and it was like that's the only thing I've ever seen Paddington from <laughs> and I was like what is this guy and then I'm like Paddington too like made a bunch of money and I was like what is this thing <laughs> like I'd never heard of it but I I do think the you should look those up those pictures are pretty funny all right I'll do that all right before we get to like the next like memorable sequence I just wanted to shout out um Ike Barinholtz. He has one of my favorite lines in the entire movie. And it's when they see Nicolas Cage getting off the plane and him and Tiffany Haddish are talking to each other. And she's like, she's like, oh, he was great in Crudes too. You seen Crudes too? And then Ike Barinholtz is like, I'm 44. Why the fuck would I see Crudes too? <laughs> I love that. He is consistently uh, always hilarious. I always forget his name because I know it's weird. And so thank you for that because I wanted to shout him out, but I forgot his name again. So I didn't <laughs> mention it, but he's fucking hilarious. You have to, I'm going to bring it up again. We got to watch blockers on here because <laughs> for an episode, because he, him and John Cena together are unbelievably hilarious in that movie. Uh, but this guy is just so good. I love that whole thing. And he's like, no, I know from face off <laughs> all those movies that you fucking listed. <laughs> or when they have him in the van and he's like Nicolas Cage says his style of acting and he's like oh oh okay you know better than the the top intelligence agency in the world collecting information for five years hey guys let's uh let's just let's just head back you know because he fucking knows as an actor <laughs> I know but he's like it's funny though because he is correct <laughs> His, like, just being like, I'm done. I give up that whole time when fucking Nick Cage is trying to, like, he's got the poison and he can't, like, touch anything. <laughs> and he's just like, like, that guy just gives up on him. He's like, we're fucked. This is over. <laughs> because I will say, I did, I could never, I don't think I've ever related to Nick Cage more than, like, in that scene when he <laughs> touches his forehead and they're like, he's like, I think I just touched my forehead. And they're like, what? Are you sure? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I would literally do that too without thinking and then be fucked and then it's like oh i'm paralyzed like <laughs> it's such a great sequence and it's amazing too that like she's like action and he comes back to life that was great too good but yeah, I, I love yeah ike or his character martin he's just like he's dead he's dead and then nicholas is like i can hear you martin <laughs> <laughs> he's great he's always a fucking he's just hilarious that dude and uh tiffany haddish is also great i think so funny I like I could have I don't need the CIA plot, but like I'm OK with it. It adds a lot of funny shit to the movie and like yeah. the whole deciding or trying to figure out if he's really the if, if Javi's bad or good. is like just a really great part that you don't I didn't need from this movie, but like I loved it. Yeah, it gave it gave it gave it some depth and it was some stakes and, <laughs> you know, this leads us perfectly into the uh, the next great sequence which is the lsd trip which is the trip that starts with the now iconic meme that has been in circulation for months it's crazy memes come and go pretty quickly that meme 
has been around. It's starting to taper off a little bit, but like I first saw it during the last of us. So like mid to late January and I saw it multiple times a week up until like, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. So for like two and a half solid months, that meme was everywhere. It's popular, man. <laughs> I mean, it's a good one. That's the thing. It like lasts for a while. Cause it's like, there's, it, there's probably a long period of time before that stops being funny. Like I could see how like like when you sent me that compilation of all of them, <laughs> yeah. first off, it felt like a hundred years old that I'm watching this because I'm like, God, I'm so how do I not know this? Never heard of it. And uh, then watching it, I was like, okay, I I still was laughing by the end. Like it was still every single one was hilarious because it, you know what it is too is it's just a fucking great part and like the faces that they make is too yeah. good. There's so many ways that you can really spin it. It's great. We need to we need to bring that meme into our yellow jackets conversations. Make some yellow jackets memes out of that. Oh boy. We could anyways. Uh <laughs> listen to our yellow jackets coverage on YouTube. Uh but anyways, the LSD trip nice. is I, I I try. Is great. They they gotta get the creative juices flowing. And so then open up your mind, baby. <laughs> and I love that Nick Cage is just like ready for it, like opens his mouth. He's like, All right, fuck it. And like opens his mouth like oh this guy's done it before like a lot i'm sure <laughs> yeah. and then just the whole thing of like him being like crazy high and like looking at his phone and trying to text tiffany haddish she's like i'm i'm on acid she's like what the fuck <laughs> had to would have blown cover <laughs> my my favorite part of that entire thing is how they're sitting on the stairs and they're like we should make our 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 movie like you know, like a thriller, you know, like maybe a little paranoid element, like, like those guys over there, like they're watching us. And then they, they just the... spirals out of control. Did you see that? They just looked over at us. Oh shit. Oh shit. What's going on? No, no, no. Maybe it was just a coincidence. I will look again. Are you ready? No, don't make eye contact. That's how you spoke on. No, that's how you spoke a bear. That's right. That is how you spoke a bear. I apologize. They just talk themselves into being watched it just that that part alone was like too real i've been that i've done that so many times with friends in public <laughs> when it's like oh my god it, it reminds me of like in um i always think of midsummer when they first like do the mushrooms yeah and then they're like he's like oh god oh no a new person is coming i don't like new people <laughs> it's like that's how i feel always on drugs like that that you're like uh, like i would panic if i saw and plus when i was just re-watching this i was like you know what though i i would maybe say like yeah they're so paranoid but like that redheaded guy was pretty unsettling <laughs> did you see get a good look at that guy yeah when they like zoomed in on him i was like oh my god <laughs> i would also freak the fuck out he kind of looked like a no offense to this actor but like he kind of looked like a fucking goblin from harry potter from far away <laughs> and like when i when they got closer i feel like it confirmed it yeah <laughs> i can't imagine what i would do if somebody turned and looked at me while laughing like pedro pascal Wait, he does. Does. it is so unsettling <laughs> it's so good and then the fact too that like then they go driving which like just seems like the worst thing to do <laughs> yeah. i mean and then the fact that like when they're arguing about it, he's like, well, I read or I heard that like you did all your stunt driving and gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> he's like, yeah. well, is it that is that true? And he's like, 
yeah okay fine so then drive <laughs> yeah and then he does <laughs> then they use that same argument again later when they trade shoes and they're being shot at he's like yeah. you've given me essentially penny loafers <laughs> and he's like he's like uh well you i saw you run in national treasure and so i know you're faster he's like no that was the stunt department it's like not according to the featurette <laughs> it's like, damn it yep i love it it's like it's it's great that they're friends because it's like it is like it's weird it would be a weird note being friends with someone who knew more about you than you did <laughs> yeah. that's what's weird is that like Pedro Pascal does it perfectly though where he doesn't come off like a total freak like yeah. he's he's really innocent it seems like throughout the whole movie and you feel like he's just a fucking nerd a film nerd who loves Nick Cage like and I love that big build up to like the big glass building like what's in there and it's like his fucking memorabilia <laughs> everything it's like if you had something like this for a celebrity and you ever showed it to them they would always be creeped out I feel yeah. like and the fact that Nick Cage is like, that's grotesque. I'll give you $20,000 for it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's exactly like what you would want them to say. Because it's like, he's probably, again, the only person who would ever react this way yeah. to any of this. He's so fucking weird. I love it. <laughs> well, and the, the buildup to that whole thing was so great. Because like the entire time you're thinking, that's the, that's the kidnapped girl. Yep, exactly. Then, nope, it's a shrine. To it's so great. Cage. Every moment you're like, just every reveal that you're like worried about with Javi, it just is like, oh, Javi's just a fucking sweetheart. It's yeah. really just all it is. And it made me so happy because I would have been so mad if he had really been evil. I think yeah. it would have been like, I couldn't have handled that, honestly, by the end. I think I would have mm. been too distraught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They 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 did a good job of picking the the cousin that we like see one other time in the movie to be the actual drug lord and Javi's just the face of the operation. He's it's just perfect. He's just it's a PR move and it's, it's, a it's PR actually move. pretty smart. I mean, yeah, and I feel like it was I feel like it was around the time that I saw this movie that I was like, Pedro Pascal is popping up everywhere. He's gonna be just the next big thing, and of course he is. But I've I loved him just ever since. Like I know he's done a lot of stuff before that, but. Ever since fucking Game of Thrones, man. Oh, he's incredible in Game of Thrones. Uh, Oberyn. Like, I have never... I mean, I was just... It was a whole, like, I experience watching him the first time. And he can do anything. Like, as... He's so fucking funny when he's in comedies. Like, I don't know if you've seen the Netflix film, The Bubble. Oh, it's it's on my list. It, it's it actually looks like, great. It's really funny. And he's really good in it. And, like, that's one thing is that he's so good in a dramatic role. But, like... He's incredible in comedies. He's so yeah. fucking funny. It's just not fair. He can do everything. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's so like spoiler alert for Game of Thrones. When he dies, that was a impactful death cuz I was like I loved his character. Oh, I was very disturbed after that. Oh, I had yeah. to like take a sick day. So I was <laughs> like I can't handle that. That was like the most upset I've ever been at a TV show. But yeah, like you're right he was very much on the rise at this point because like he had done uh, like the Mandalorian and people really enjoyed that. And, you know, he had done some other things. And so like people knew the name Pedro Pascal. And then I feel like last of us really got people obsessed with him. And it makes me think, would this movie have been more successful if it came out this year after last of us? Totally. Rather than last year. Probably. 
I mean, I'm surprised that I feel like, I mean, also it was, you know, it had to pivot a lot when it was shot during COVID and it came out kind of when people were first going back to the theaters. So mm -hmm. I do feel like that's like something that we can't really hold against it for like yeah. making that much money. I feel like this movie would have done better off if it had been like on Netflix or something or HBO, just like yeah. a direct to thing, you know, instead mm -hmm. of like trying the theater thing. It just what I mean, again, if they did it that this year, that's totally different. I know a lot more people who are actually going to theaters this year, too. I feel like that's been something that I've seen. Yeah, I think I think this movie is going to be like a cult classic. Like, I think people will love this movie for a long time just because it's, it's just great. They fucking time. better, man. It's it's incredible. And again, I think what we've come to the conclusion multiple times is that it's just it's unique for fucking Nick Cage. I don't know that anybody else will ever do anything like this again. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not many there's not many like non comedic actors that can pull off being this self deprecating. Yes, and get away with it, and then still be like in the fucking incredible movies and doing great things like. I mean, he's on a comeback. Now you get the next one, baby, and we're back. Not that we went anywhere. Not that we went anywhere. I kind of wished that, like, I was watching the credits to this movie, and there's a part of me that was like, I really hope there's a post-credit scene where Nicolas Cage announces that he's retiring. <laughs> like, I feel like this would have been the perfect swan song mm -hmm. for, for, for someone like Nicolas Cage. Totally. Just because, like, this movie is really just like it's the it's the thank you, Nicolas Cage, for everything you've done in your career. It's an homage to him. <laughs> yeah. Like, However, if that was the case, then we would not have gotten Renfield, and I haven't. I've yet to see that. I'm terrible because I'm waiting for it to come to streaming too. <laughs> but I have a feeling I'm going to love him in that movie too. It's like, like I said, he's always given everything he's got. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm excited for renfield just when i saw this before i even knew about renfield that was just like this would be such a perfect ending it would for be some, for someone's career but all right there's one last piece of this movie that, that we gotta talk about it's like the final action sequence when their plan is to dress nick nicholas cage up as as an italian guy they do the prosthetics yes. and they put him in the track suit. <laughs> Just incredible, incredible performance for him and doing this whole thing, which is just, it's great. I mean, I've, I was, it was a lot and it was, I mean, I wouldn't have expected any less. I think the part that I enjoyed the most, like the whole idea is just ridiculous, but in the context of the movie and the situation and, you know, an actor is like, how can I save my daughter? I can act. <laughs> it's so good. And it's like, he's actually pretty good and like convincing. And like, it, I love to think about like where the fuck they had all this prosthetics and makeup and shit lying around. Um, but I personally just like the, the costume, like the way that it all comes together, <laughs> the hair, the way that he's walking, it's just so fucking good. And then his wife gets to be a fucking badass. And I yeah. love that she's like kind of saves it at the beginning. And then it's just really great because then it leads into his final monologue, which is the same one that he was auditioning with at the beginning. And he fucking gets to say it for real. And it's so fucking funny. 
It takes 13 milliseconds for the human brain to send a message to the body. So by the time your bullets hit me, my cerebral cortex will be transmitting a signal to the 17 healthy muscles that operate my trigger finger. And before your asshole has a chance to pucker up, your medulla obligata will be splattered all over the fucking wall behind you. And if that's the last thing I accomplish on this beautiful green earth, well then, ha! I say, ha! What a way to fucking go! There's there's one part in the, uh, in like the chase scene that I just, I laugh at it every time. And it's when... <laughs> when Javi and Gabriella hop out of the car and they're like, we'll stall them and give you just enough time to get away. And so they're just shooting at the cars and clearly they just had enough budget to do this once, but they like have one car just totally flip over and like, it's like a total action sequence thing. And I'm just like, this is them shooting at the cars and this one just like pops up. Yep. <laughs> oh That's God. Pretty good. It's like, yeah. I mean, for what it is, they're they it's a lot more than what they needed to do honestly <laughs> yeah well and then we get the the final little reveal of <laughs> when they are at the embassy and then the girl throws the knife to nicholas cage for him to to save the day the moment that like she threw the knife my head was like it's gonna hit nicholas cage like it's gonna stab him and then he just catches it out of the air and then stabs like something's up wait what and then the camera turns and now it's demi moore yeah <laughs> they pulled the tropic thunder yeah. <laughs> just turns into like the movie that they made about what they like i mean it's perfect because they were writing the script the whole time and it was about their relationship so i do love that the kidnapping not only like it looks like it, it they just adapted it perfectly from, yeah from what really happened so it's pretty good I thought it was a, a nice touch. It was, it was wonderful. And then we end the movie with Paddington too. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty cute when he was, was like, what, what do you want to watch? And she's like, you probably never heard of it, but Paddington too. And he's like, oh my God, I love that movie. <laughs> so cute. Uh, and I guess, yeah, maybe next week we should be talking about Paddington too. I don't know. We might have to. Uh, I think, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway of this movie though is, um, is the uh, is Nikki? Nikki is just everything. Nikki does is gold. He has all yeah. the best lines. Like, tell him Nick Cage gives good smooches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fact that I mean, I can't believe we, we forgot to mention the fact that he makes out with himself. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> that was that was just perfect. <laughs> and the younger version of him was like the younger version of Nick Cage. Like, they said his most wild like. Yeah. It's it's perfect. So the way he yells his name, everything. It's just it's so good. <laughs> I would love to talk with like some older some with like some older actors and just be like, do you ever kind of like have this own internal monologue of your past self? Like like is this is this accurate? I feel like this is it's obviously ridiculous, but like I feel like there's some truth to it. I'm <laughs> like, sure that it, Nick Cage does it. I think yeah. that's safe to say. This is probably, it was probably based his on real idea. Life. Yeah. <laughs> Especially making out with himself. I have a feeling that was definitely his idea. You're Nick fucking. Ow! Whoa, Cage! Nick fucking. Cage. Woo!
<laughs> the woo at the end always gets me. It's so good. Uh, this movie's the best. All right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the unbearable weight of massive talent. Because we definitely did, if you didn't already notice. I think I'm going to start watching this movie on Nicolas Cage's birthday every year now. Uh, January 7th. I think that's the massive talent day in my yeah. books. Why not? Honestly, I'll probably watch it more than that because I really enjoyed it. But all for celebrating the man himself. To piggyback and in honor of this movie, next week's episode, we're going to be watching Crudes 2. No, we're not, are we? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought we just were talking about something else. Okay, you scared me there. I'm 44. Why the fuck would I watch Crudes 2? <laughs> I would like to point out we're not actually 44, but yes. No, but... We're still over the age of like the target audience for that. I'm just, a I'm just ahead of my time. Yeah. Uh, no, so we're not watching Crudes 2. Uh, this week... Or like right now, there's a lot of stuff that has come to streaming, you know, like Cocaine Bear is on Peacock. So if you haven't watched that beautiful movie, go watch it and then listen to our pod. Scream 6 just came to Paramount. Fuck yeah. Been waiting. And I think all the Screams are on Paramount. I think so. so. Just, if they're smart, they are. So just binge them all and listen to all of our pods on that. I think I might have to do that again as well. It's it's about time. It's how many times? How many times you watched Scream so far? Scream six or Scream, Scream? six? Scream six. Oh, uh, well, not counting theaters, three times since it came to streaming. But I'm gonna watch it a few more because I am I'm finding new stuff every time I watch it. It's incredible. So yeah, we want to kind of give everyone a week off from the movie reviews to take advantage of all this stuff. Um, but what we're going to be doing this week is there's a lot of movie news that's going on. News, trailers, interesting tidbits. Things that aren't that interesting, but they push out as headlines for everything. God. <laughs> so we're going to kind of do a roundup this week. And we're just going to talk about all the stuff that we're seeing for all the movies that are coming out the rest of the year. We got a lot. Yeah, we're just going to fuck around and talk movies. So I think that's if you're listening to the podcast, I feel like that's what you're here for anyways. We might talk TV. We might talk about anything. Anything could come up. We're, we're just, we're just going to do it live. Fuck as... it. We're doing it live. <laughs> and it's going to be fun. So, yeah, you know, it'd be great just having on in the background while you're working kind of kind of stuff mm -hmm. you know that's why we're here <laughs> background music all right well uh in the meantime um also another thing yellow jackets there's a two-week break until the new episode i think that's why we're really just taking a taking a nice <laughs> easy break too just for our mental health because we're we're gonna be pretty despondent without any new yellow jackets this week. so you if you haven't caught up with yellow jackets now's the time to do it and we've been talking through it on our youtube and we're also going to do a whole theories roundup this this weekend so uh yeah definitely go there but i think that's kind of everything god there's a lot of stuff going on <laughs> yeah we should cool it <laughs> that's enough all right well everyone have a great week and we will see you next time on the regular exclusive podcast don't forget to like and subscribe we out here